johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. All right, guys. We are back with another edition of Sports Insider Radio. We are ready to rock and roll. Mike, what's going on over there in Golf Kingdom? Tell us about your nighttime golf before we get the official show started. Well, it was, it was a first-time experience for me. Um, it's never actually happened before. Uh, obviously, I've been a, a very big golf enthusiast in the last couple of years since I picked up the bug and the addiction. And so through this process, I've heard of night golf. Didn't really understand it. I mean, I've seen you know the crazy courses in Dubai where they actually are completely lit up with like grandstand-type lighting. So that's a course that's basically you're playing at night, but it's pretty lit up. This is sort of the opposite. So a buddy of mine, he's at a country club that he's been a member of. You have to buy this kit. This kit, all it does is it lights up the fairways in the same color. So each fairway, that we only did five holes, and each fairway had a distinct color. So that way you knew you were on that hole because the carts don't have lights. I mean, we had flashlights. And then... They surround the green with also specific type of lighting so you know where to actually aim. And then the pin itself has a light where the actual hole on the pin is a light in the bottom. And then there's a flashing light at the top of the stick, at the top of the actual pin. So that's basically it. I mean, they shorten the course. Um, they give you these glow-in-the-dark balls that once they actually get hit hard, they turn on and they stay lit. So it's it's actually very hard to lose um, unless you have water on the course, which obviously you could see the ball at the bottom of the lake. doesn't mean you're going to go get it. But uh, we happened to play the specific holes that did not have any water just in case. Because it was, it was actually pretty dangerous. I mean, when you're going fast and it's so dark, you don't know if you're going to run into the sand trap or you're just going to like, you know, you, you just don't know where you're going. So definitely smart for them to um, – take away the water holes. So we ended up playing five holes that it started as soon as it got dark out, but it was really cool. It was my friend's 40th birthday. He had an all out party at the country club. Um, much more than I anticipated. I thought it was going to be a little barbecue and just a night golf outing, but it became a lot more than that. So very cool experience. Um, a lot of people that weren't nice. And how'd you, how was that? Was there any, any gambling going on here at this uh, 
this event? No, or, uh... no, it, it's it's too hard. We we tried to do something where you know we could keep it competitive. We were going to do closest to the pin on the par threes. We were going to do long drive, but literally outside of your ball and the radius of about two feet, you can't see anything. So, you know, it was too hard to do any sort of gambling or any sort of realistic, um, you know, type of tourney play. I mean, we did best ball, which means everybody plays from the same ball on the team, which would ended up working much better. But, I mean, you, you couldn't really lose balls. I thought it was going to be a type of situation where, you know, we would lose all these glow-in-the-dark balls because there wasn't that many of them. We only got two per person. I don't think anybody lost the ball, at least in my group. So, um, very cool experience. Um, my fiance had an extremely good shot that was caught on camera, and uh, I already sent it over to one of my favorite Instagram groups that I follow called Zyre Golf. So, hopefully, they post it. Um, just a cool overall experience. And there's a lot of people there that weren't playing, they were the hecklers where they were just like scream and yell. And it was like the opposite of what you see at a golf tournament where people would just like talk loud, joke around, you know, it, it, it was good. It, it was overall a really cool experience. Um, I'd like to do it again, you know, but it's, it's definitely um, extremely hard because you can't see very hard to see. Do we have Dave on the show with us? I don't know if he's, he might, I guess he'll pop in when he pops in. He's in Vegas right now where the show is being broadcast from. So he's an hour early. He might be doing a little sleeping, um, but that's okay. Um, so let's talk about this upcoming football season, which is now officially one month away. For all you listeners, one month away. So what do you think? What do you have? What do you have to, how, how do you feel knowing well, that you I, have I, 30 days, uh, 30 days left of, not playing golf on Saturday and Sunday morning. Well, you know, uh, yes. Am I excited for football? Uh, Absolutely. Uh, uh, but I, I really have this – I want to do my weekly rant. Um, I know usually I save it toward the end of the show. We usually get into a little bit more data early in the show, but we're, because Dave's not on yet, we're going to change it up today. Because, again, the show is not scripted. We just kind of go based on feels, right? So – I have a client. His name is Gaston. I hope he's listening. Um, he's actually been a client of Dave's in the past. Um, one of the, you know, one of us here, one of the reps actually gave him access to Dave's Telegram channel early, early in the baseball season for a very minuscule fee. Now, John, you don't know this guy. I've never talked about him. You don't know his background, but prior to him joining the Telegram channel. He was extremely abrasive to the trading model. Everything was, I'm a big player, I'm a big better, but I have been you know, taken advantage of by handicappers in the past. I've never won with them. And everything was, give me a couple games, give me a couple games. If they win, I'll pay you. And I told him exactly what he should have heard, which is, if you think you should pay us based on us winning you a couple games – that is the reason why you lost in the past. That is exactly why it was. So had about an hour conversation. This is probably in May and was positive. He said, I get it. I understand. I thought it was a breakthrough. I, I truly believe there was a breakthrough. So again, goes dark on me. 
doesn't actually commit, I don't think two things about it. I just let it go. Well, he then signs up with one of the reps here for very, very, very low fee just to get a sample of an entire month, which is, again, a very small sample size of Telegram, which is access to everything that Dave does. We have a great month. The end of the month, he goes, I'm only going to pay that same fee. So, well, it's not an option. The option is for you to be a seasonal member. And, and we did this just to show you because of how abrasive you were. Again, disappears for weeks. Keep sending me texts. Keep sending me texts. Keep sending me texts. Asking me about data. Like, just one after. I, I just truly believe he's a very young kid that is a big talker that has no should be in no position to be betting 500 a game, 1,000 a game, where he believes that he should be getting Dave's ultimate access to money management and coaching for $250 a month. I mean, the guy must either be very naive or the fact that he's just cheap. So days, weeks go by again. Again, I let it go. Because he always reaches back out to me because he sees the content that Dave is posting on social media. He follows him religiously. Um, he is on still one of our Telegram channels for from back and in, in months ago prior. So he sees some of the content that we post. Um, and, again, goes dark. And then he buys a three-day product of one of our introductory systems, which is, you know, 10 or 20% of the overall volume of what Dave plays. And I reach out to him yesterday and I explained to him, I said, we just talked. I explained, I feel like I've invested hours of my time. And his whole response is, I'm just going to give it a shot again. You believe that, John? I am just going to give it a shot. Then at exactly 11.25 p.m. at night, he goes, I put a lot of emphasis into this play. It's a five-unit play. I don't even know what that means because we, we do percentage of bankroll. And that's, it's down five to nothing, and, you know, and I'm the clown. I let him have it. I mean, I'm telling you. In a positive way. Did we have a, did we have a, Ukra- would... we have a Ukrainian temper tantrum? No, it was very. It was like I was very direct, and I explained to. Him, I said, "Look, there's no point of trying to explain something that is either not on my same intellectual level, and I'm basically talking to a child because I talked to him before. I'm, I think he's fairly young, so it's like I'm trying to." educate a child that is incapable of understanding what trading sports means. If anybody writes that text at night, they're strictly gamblers. They have no understanding of reality. And he is the guy that's going to be paying moronic cappers for the rest of his life because he thinks that they owe him something and he doesn't want to treat it like a business. And it's unfortunate because I hate to see people lose. I hate to see people go down that route. This is what we're here for. We're trying to, you know, we have a very soft approach to gaining clientele, which is in a way detrimental to a business model. Because obviously if we were more, you know, hardcore, we would, we would get more clients, but that's just not our style. Right. Right. And to us, we're just, we're very laid back. If you can't afford it and you don't want to follow the process, then you'll never be in a client of ours. 
And we'll probably we let a guys a lot of guys off the hook that way, and that's okay. You know, I only want people that are not going to be babies. They're not going to sit here and whine and cry about a single individual trade, and they look at this from a long-term standpoint. Because the guy had a month of Telegram, and he did very well. So all of a sudden, after that's over, he believes that he could go backwards and circumvent the entire business model to think he's going to get the same type of access for a $35 subscription for three days. I mean, he just doesn't get it. And it's, it's, it's at some point before, I think years ago, when we first started working with Dave, it was a little bit insulting, but now I just get it. These guys are just goofballs. They're, they're, they have no concept of reality. And that type of client will probably never make money trading sports because of his ignorance to the business plan. So that is all I had to say. I really, really hope he was listening because this is the type. And the good news, if he wasn't, it'll all be archived online at sportsinsiderradio.com. I'll send it to him. And, again, you know, here's the thing. I did a video a couple weeks ago. You know, don't forget, Mike, you are talking to somewhat of now of a YouTube star as I've broken out of my YouTube shell, which we'll get to in a minute. But, you know, like I, I did a little YouTube rant the other day and I said, you know, I'm done. I, this, this is a Ferrari dealership. This is a Lamborghini dealership. This is a high-end dealership. I am no longer interested in feeding addictive behavior such as I'm going to take small money and turn it into large money unless you want to make uh, three wagers a week on Thursday and Friday on golf, and then just play the long game of variance of where you know you're going to lose, 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 and when you win, you are going to win. Otherwise, if you're not properly funded, if you don't have enough money in your trading account, because, again, the, 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 the concept of the sports book itself is – that it's a trading account. It is no different than a financial services. The legal states where that are advertising every time you turn on a game, this one and that one, I'm not going to mention them because they're not paying to be on this show, so I'm not going to give them free uh, sponsorship. But <clears throat> the whole concept is a lot of people are enticed into the sports betting business that haven't been in it as long as I have. Again, you know, you are going to, you're 39 years old. I got into this business when you were four years old. So, you know, you have to understand like 35 years of doing this and, you know, it's the same old scenario. Yeah. When you have a credit shop and you have a credit guy and you can settle up and you're playing on monopoly money and you can take a shot, I get it. But the pr problem is that the legalization of wagering in all of the states, uh, you know, 30 states, 31 states now has made it very easy and more mainstream where where what we do is more as a just financial services provider like a stock analyst or stock trader would be. But the problem with that is um, we don't, there's no restrictions on capital like there is in the financial markets. So for anybody that day trades, for an example, if you want to get margin in a stock trading account, you have to have a minimum balance of $25,000 or you can't get four to one margin. Because they figured out that if you're underfunded, and I've said this in past radio shows, you will not succeed no matter how great the signals are. The problem here is that you get – it's too easy to have 300 bucks, 400 bucks, 100 bucks. open up an account and try to have delusions of grandeur of parlaying yourself to riches. And, you know, again, I'm done with that. So I don't really fault 
the guy you were just talking about. And you know, I'm going to give you, you know you my oh, perspective. I and help. them. No, uh, no, wait, no, no, no. But you didn't. But, wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me, well, let me, let me finish. I'm using him as just a. I don't fault any of those guys going forward into the new season. I fault me if I choose to engage with someone before I verify that they right, have right. the credentials to purchase the car. Because think about it like a car dealership. If I walk in, if I go to Sahara, for all the people that are listening live in Vegas, if I drive to the end of the strip and I make a left on Sahara and I drive up right before I hit the radio station, there is a Ferrari dealership on the right-hand side. And and. If I'm sure I've never walked into that Ferrari dealership, if I walk into that Ferrari dealership and I just walk in and I say, hey, can I test drive your most expensive Ferrari, 400000 500000 the guy's going to go, whoa, 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 whoa. Let, let's, let, let's see if you – give me your license. Let's send you over to the finance manager. You may like the car. You may test drive it. But can you actually afford the car? Now, you know people. The guy that you went out with last night is a perfect example. Celebrated his 40th birthday. Very large real estate company that he owns here in Baltimore. Um, what is the number one thing that one must do in order to buy a house? They must pre-qualified. be pre-approved. Right? Doesn't matter if you want a $1 million mansion. Can you get approved for it? The agent is basically saying, I'm not even going to show you a property that's outside of your pre-approval letter, because think about how much extra work one would be doing just joyriding around town looking at properties that one can't afford. It's the same thing with the finance manager. It's the same thing with the mortgage company. It should be the same thing in any financial risk-taking endeavor. The person has to qualify themselves. One, One thing that I've started doing, and it's not on a regular basis, but I am much more firm that if I ask someone when they call and inquire, I say, what do you play and what is your bankroll? And they say, what is, your, what is it your business? I don't reply. I just hang up the phone and literally slam the phone on the air. Would you walk into a financial advisor's office and say, I want to invest in a, a fund? And the guy goes, well, how much money are you looking to invest? And he goes, what is it your business? How would you be able to man- How could you be a quote unquote in quotes money manager if you can't manage the actual money? And so this, a lot of the negativity and the drama in the last 35 years that I've entailed in this business of of sports information has been based upon me not qualifying the person that I'm speaking to on the other end of the phone, not spending more time on the phone trying to figure out what product, what car on my lot do I have that they can afford so I don't waste my time showing them a Ferrari where they go, man, that's beautiful. One day when I hit the lottery, does that make any sense, Mike? Makes perfect sense. I mean, I think I maybe I've turned the corner because I, I just with me, I put a little bit too much emphasis in trying to help everyone, and that's just how I live my life in general. Um, where instead of where you have the approach of if you can't afford it, don't buy it, and it, I make it where, in my mind, I think people have the opportunity if they get explained it correctly, and I give them the benefit of the doubt when they say, all right, let me let me work on this, and let me try to figure out a way where I could actually treat it like a business and have properly invested funds. And then they go backwards, and it's like – and then I take it a little personal when I've invested hours of time out of – I mean, there was a couple times on it. This was – I. I Remember it clearly, this exact gentleman had spoken to me. It was 9.30 on a Friday night. I was out. I literally stepped out of the restaurant because it was too loud. 
and I had a 45-minute conversation with him that had nothing to do with him paying me, but with educating him on the product. And he was very accepting of it, said, I'll call you on Monday. Then weeks go by. Then he sends me a text, shoot me a couple games, and if they win, I'll join. I take it offensively at that point. At that point, for whatever reason, well, I can't let it go and just and just call it and just let it be. I, I get it. And so part of the process and that's my stuff. is you know, that's not him. The, You're right. It's on well, me. No, no, it's well, my stuff. One of the part of the process is the name of this radio show is the Sports Insider Radio Show. The name of my website is the Syndicate Insider. What is the synonymous factor between both sites? The word insider. In the essence is you're coming to an exclusive club. You want to be on the inside. You don't want to be on the outside as part of what we call the general public. So the reality is, is that what we've done is we spend too much time proselytizing the merits of being a professional sports trader versus the degenerate gambler to those that are degenerate gamblers. And so what I realized is, look, for anyone listening to this show archived or live right now, there is no one on this planet that knows more about the internal workings of the sports tout slash handicapping slash picks slash tips business than the guy that you're listening to talking right now. I am the know-it-all. I am the king of all sports gambling media to steal the term from my good friend Howard Stern, who I listen to daily when I'm not on the radio show myself, is that this is a business based upon dopamine short-term hits. It's these guys, Mike, are on lists. They get called by 50 guys a day. We do not have an outbound telemarketing uh, component of our company. If you've watched old uh, uh, documentaries, I'm not going to name them and give them credit. There are some people that actually glamorize in Las Vegas. They could be listening to this show live. Makes no difference to me. Glamorize the fact that they run phone rooms. They run boiler rooms. They call people up. It's a bait and switch. Take a game tonight. If it wins, pay me tomorrow. Take a game tonight. If it wins, pay me to heart. This creates a short-term hit. It's no different than when you used to walk through the mall and the lady would stand there with the toothpick on the chicken, go chicken, and then you'd take a bite. Your, your taste buds would get activated, and then you would go up to the counter and buy that horrible MSG-loaded Chinese food. So it's the same thing is that these gamblers, Mike, for the most part, not the new ones at the offshore, not the young guys, the old guys, they, when they come at you with the give me a game, let me see what you can do. They have been trained like dogs, not for five years, 10, 20, 30, 40 years of getting phone call after phone call after phone call. Take this game tonight. If it wins, hook up with me tomorrow. And so what happens is the advisor on the other end of the phone or the salesman is he's gambling OPM with other people's money. He takes no risk. And obviously, if the game loses, I am sorry, we'll make it up to you tomorrow. The flip side of he's not teaching any long-term strategy. So that's no different than somebody going on social media and saying, buy uh, this cryptocurrency or buy that cryptocurrency or and then having it pump and then it goes up and then everybody's excited and then you watch it go to zero. So the, the reality is, is that you have to have a little empathy for the guys that have been trained like dogs to expect a short-term uh, 
gratification of being excited when a game wins versus guys like me that gave out Baltimore Orioles for free on my YouTube channel yesterday, went to bed, didn't even know the result till I woke up. Guys like me that gave all my subscribers the Washington Nationals yesterday again against the Dodgers, did not even know till I woke up. That's very hard to train yourself to be like Dave Miller, not care, not worry about the results of each individual game because you know that each game is nothing more than a small slice of a very large pizza pie. But again, we beat the dead horse every week. We show the realities of the industry, which is I don't spend too much time on the negative aspects of this industry. One of the things I can say to you, Mike, is that every time I talk to a client, potential client, and he calls up inquiring about our services, and he says, I've been burned. No, I say to him, no, you burned yourself. If you were that stupid to overbet your bankroll, if you were that stupid to bet 99.99% of your bankroll on the lock of the year. You have to take responsibility for that. Nobody else. And so a lot of clients don't want to hear that reality. They want to, man, you're not very empathetic. No, I'm not. If I told you to jump off a bridge, would you jump off a bridge? No, you wouldn't. So you can't put the onus on everybody else. There is something called caveat emptor, buyer beware. And we live in a society where a lot of people don't take personal responsibility for their actions. I walk into a casino I know that I could walk out with zero money or I could walk out with a lot of money. And again, I said this on one of the shows in the past. You're not going, you can't, if you get belligerent, rude, destructive, um, harassing to any casino operator, whether it be at the cage at the window, whether it be at the sports book, whether it be at the blackjack table, baccarat table, roulette table, whatever. And because you lost, what do they do, Mike? They throw you out. Right? Listen, man, it's all of this is they throw you out, but it's these guys are, and again, it's it's so we have to throw, we we have to, I would, I'm throwing them out. Like, I give out enough free information. Dave updates people and gives out winners on a daily basis on his channels. Again, we run a network of the largest sports betting groups in the industry that do this for a living, and we impart that information to the clientele. I think the approach, to be honest with you, is you, tough love does everybody good. And so the reality is when you have enough pain, you know this from everybody. Everybody knows when you have enough pain, you want to change your situation. If you lose and 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 you lose. No, 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 no. I have a client, Big Dave in Florida, just said you can use me as an example. He's, a, he's not an example. He's an actual he is one of the rarest players that we have. You know my man, Dave W., Mike. Um, you know, he's a perfect example. He goes to the casino. He owns his losses. He has a system in Baccarat. He goes on these crazy runs. He called me Sunday night. He had a bad run at the table. He said, nobody to blame but myself. Like, he, I, the guy would never be rude to a, a casino employee, would never uh, have an outlandish burst. I'm a big boy. I know what I'm doing. Take full responsibility for your actions. And again, like this goes back to the core issue, which is in every other industry, there's a barrier to entry. And the reason why I'm beating this dead horse for the gamblers that are listening is if you think you're going to make a living wagering on sports and have a betting business 
because you now live in a state where it's legal or you have an offshore account or you have some local outs and you're going to do this on very limited resources, you're not going to be successful. If you have a lot of resources, the flip side of that is you could be loaded. Um, you could have unlimited amounts of money. You could have all the tools and be properly funded. That same person on the complete opposite side of the envelope, if they go into it with no money management and no discipline, they're not going to make any money. So it, it, money doesn't mean you're going to be successful. You have two sides of the coin. You could be completely limited, college student, have $500 in your offshore account, and if you can realistically bet $5 a game and have fun, you can watch it at a snail's pace it grow shortly. The flip side of that is if you have 500000 in your account, I've seen guys take a million, two million, three million, four million, five million, and literally blow it on a suit on an NFL Sunday because they had no money management. So it's the, the moral of that comparison is that don't be duped into thinking just because you have a lot of money, you'll be successful. If you have a lot of money, but you don't, you're not willing to be trained in the money management aspect. You're just as you're you're no different than the guy with five hundred dollars in his offshore account. Well, very very well said. Um, you know, it's funny through just this little therapy session that I personally I think I needed. Um, There's another client that I was gonna throw into the banter because we know we've had clients that literally have texted us when there's been like a mini losing streak over a couple of days and go, please don't talk about me on the show. I get it. Remember, <laughs> you know, we're talking about our, our gentleman from yeah, Canada. Um, so this client had, you know, he comes from seeing us on social media, contacts, speaks to my girl, talked to him yesterday, probably have one of the, the most educated Cool conversations. Um, he never watched the Spencer video with Dave, and I gave him the video to watch. He said, no problem, Mike. Um, we'll square up tomorrow. And then he blocks me. Like, I, I sent him a text that goes green instead of blue, like the iMessage. And in the past, I, w- I would sort of feel some sort of way about it and and kind of be a little irate. Like, what else can I do? But at the end of the day, this is the guy that told me he lost 40000 um, His name is Joe from New Jersey, owns a restoration company. And he's lost 40000 this past year betting on 1000 a game with a $5,000 weekly credit line. And I said, you're over-betting your bankroll. He goes, well, no, no, I have a bit. It's like one of those guys, I have the unlimited bankroll. Like, I, I really still don't know what it means. I said, when you open an Ameritrade account and you open up – the only way you can get more money than you have is if you give out more, if you take margin. But again, that's still capped out. You know exactly what you have. You don't have an unlimited bankrupt. It's like, I don't know, maybe it's like the lineage of these older guys where their fathers, the way that they bet, and they just took on that same type of style of betting, which is, I bet I have, unlimited, I have whatever I want. No, you don't, sir. You have a $5,000 weekly credit line with $1,000 max. You can't bet whatever you want because the only way you could do that is if you have to go to Vegas, and still you would have to have a player card and credibility for you to lay down a really big wager, and that would still set off red flags. So, no, sir, you can't. But that's besides the point. These guys, it's like in the past I would probably find a way to contact them and, and ask why. Now I just won't. 
Don't care. Move on to the next guy. That's the guy that's going to probably lose another 40000 this upcoming football season. And he's going to wonder why he's losing money, but he's very successful at restoration. Well, when, when I send Joe this radio show, Joe, stick to the restoration business. Get mold out of my house. Stop betting on football and losing money. This is why you're losing, because you're ignorant to the game. You're ignorant to the trading model, and you think that you should be the guy that has a good opinion. They all have a good opinion. I think I have a good opinion. You lost 40000 Joe. How good of an opinion do you have? Well, so but here's so, the thing, because we have we got about a, half the show left, and I want to break down some sports. A lot of this, like I said, this psychology, this therapeutic session is is based upon you know again, you know it's 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 understanding that most people don't really want to win, which I do understand. Most people don't want to win. Most people are chasing the dopamine high, and most people are only interested in confirmation of their own opinion, and so. A win when given to you by someone else. For instance, all right, so I'll mention my buddy who just texted me on the air. I gave out the Washington Nationals last night. I'm sure, I have no idea, but I'm sure he didn't bet the Nationals or he bet the Dodgers because he likes the Dodgers. A lot of people want confirmation of their own opinion. Not under, And I've been preaching this, and again, getting into the sports and breaking down of the sports, you know, I've been preaching this since the beginning of the season, and I've said all along the best case scenario is fit, you know, transitioning the sports for a second for the new listeners as well as the old listeners back to baseball betting. And we are going to get into some football because we're one month away. But I've been saying this. You know, if you bet every underdog, flat bet every underdog in baseball for the entire season, you know, Dave's not on the show. He cannot tell me I'm wrong, small sample size. So I can be a little cocky because I'm not, I'm not uh, uh, ha- handicapped by Dave, you know, telling me stay sharp, stay sharp. You know what? I am going to stay sharp. Sharp is this. If you bet every single underdog on every game for the season, you are now 41% profitable. 375 wins, 549 losses. If you bet every favorite, you're 59.9%. It's actually 40.6% to the dog side, 59.9% to the favorite side, which means that if you bet every 10 games that you bet, you are four and six for the same unit amount up money. The caveat is you have to have enough of that money to be able to handle the the streaks when all the good teams go through streaks. But it doesn't matter because I've proved it. It's statistical. It really doesn't change year over year. It's not a small sample size. I went back and I looked at the numbers. And, you know, I go on Instagram. I get these geo-targeted ads, Mike, from sports, quote-unquote, handicappers, meaning they're selling their own opinion. They have no access to professional betting syndicates. And what do they do? Take this team minus one and a half. Take that team minus 200. Take this team minus one and a half. Guys, I'm giving you the most valuable information for the remainder of the baseball season, and I'm giving it to you absolutely free on the radio show requiring no money from you. If you don't want to purchase advice, bet every single underdog for the rest of the season blindly. But you can't pick and choose you have to bet them all. And if you don't bet them all, the system won't work. The numbers don't lie. 
Also, for all you run line bettors, do not think that you have any edge taking a favorite and turning it into an underdog. It is a losing man's game. If you've done that, you have only won uh, a horrible percentage, and I'm looking for the exact numbers right now. Uh, favorites are 43%, meaning if you bet every favorite that was a favorite and you laid the one-and-a-half run, Mike, you've won 628 games. You've lost 831 games versus if you played every underdog, you're 57% plus one-and-a-half. The most powerful bet in all of baseball is not plus one-and-a-half. It's plus one-and-a-half plus money. If you look at my – I'm 4-0 this week as I've had two underdogs that I played plus one-and-a-half and plus money. In this instant, you can make a case, Mike, that I've cost myself money because both dogs went out right, but that's an insurance play. If they lose by one, you can still scalp and make a profit. Both time, both plus one-and-a-halves have been plus money. I get emails and I get texts, and you've had people hit you up directly that don't deal with me, that only deal with you, that have watched some of my YouTube videos and have said they've learned more in a 30-minute, 29-minute YouTube breakdown of baseball betting than they have with all these channels out there that are just giving out the hype and the pluff and worrying about the pitchers. Why would anybody bet the Washington Nationals against the Dodgers? So the question is, Mike, two did games, I bet on the Dodgers yesterday? But did no. I bet on the Dodgers last night? Did I bet on the Washington Nationals? No, I bet on a price. What I say on all my YouTube videos for you listeners that aren't giving up on baseball because you're frustrated because you're handicapping stupid pitchers that aren't going to be in after five innings in the games that have no effect on the actual outcome of the game, like I repeat over and over again, that's betting baseball for the full nine innings is like betting an NFL team knowing that the quarterback will be taking out, taken out at the beginning of the fourth quarter. So every time you make a full wager on baseball and every time you look at the ERAs of the two pitchers, your quarterback is out in the fourth quarter. It is absolutely absurd. So I give all this information away for free. So when these guys that are underfunded calls, I have to be a little more cocky now going into the upcoming football season and a little more boutique-ish and a little more refined because the to be honest with you is not only are we expensive, Mike, we give a lot of stuff out for free that other companies don't give out. A lot of tips, a lot of tricks. Right. I didn't play the Baltimore Orioles yesterday from my paid clientele. I gave the Baltimore Orioles out for free yesterday. Why? Because you just literally know that you have auto bet situations. I came home. My 17-year-old son says to me, you went against McClanahan, the number one pitcher in the AL, started at the All-Star game? I said, I sure did. He's on the road and he's at Baltimore and he won't be in in the eighth inning. Hmm, he won't be in at the eighth inning. Sure enough, the Baltimore Orioles scored three in the eighth inning. That starting pitcher wasn't even in. Anything you want to add, Mike? No, I mean I'm I'm just uh, taking it all in. We actually had a, a client just reach out to Alexa. I think he's listening to the show, and I think he heard his segment. So I think maybe we had a breakthrough for the client. We shall see. You know, you know, and it, like the breakthrough also is that not to be over obsessed. I've said this before of what shape the ball is. For all my golf members, uh, I just sent out uh, three live, uh, three live mat, three live play to win 
uh, wagers in the live golf tournament in the PGA Rocket Mortgage Classic. I've sent out one, two, three, four, five. Let me double check. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven in the PGA Rocket. So right now I have 10 total to win possibilities on these two tournaments, the live and the PGA Rocket for all of my golf members. It's all coming out as we speak. And the reality is, like I said, you don't like golf? I don't care. The money's green. It all spends the same. And this goes back to what usually happens in a month from now. So today is the 27th. We have 15 minutes left of the show. Let's talk about football, college football. Today is July 27th. Saturday, August 27th is the first day of college football. So for all you college football freaks, guess what? Literally one month away from today, you have college football. One month away from today, you have college football. Do you know what happens, Mike? The World Series goes to September, October. Everybody suddenly forgets about baseball because it's the sport that they're interested in. And one thing that you should learn from someone like Dave Miller and someone like from myself is that it doesn't matter what shape the ball is. I will literally bet on a cockroach race if I have an edge. You and I, we can't release the information on the air. Um, I don't know. Uh, you, maybe you can log in and check, Mike, how that internet, that Mexican soccer did yesterday while we're on there, and just let me know if it did good or bad. Um, but, you know, we have groups that do Mexican soccer. We have groups that do Mexican baseball. Yes, a lot of our clients listening aren't getting access to this information because the barrier uh, to that information is really too high for most people. You know, I have guys that we deal with that basically, you know, make six figures a week. They're not going to give that information away for cheap. But the irony is, Mike, if you look at that, uh, I don't want to say too much on there. If you look at the information of uh, the people that we're hooked up with, how much of that wagering has nothing to do with baseball currently right now. It's tell me, what is it? It's tennis. It's soccer. Give it to me. You don't have to give names of teams, but it's predominantly non-baseball, correct? Yes, correct. So you're looking at, what are we looking at right now? Tennis. Well, right now, predominantly they're having the Mexican soccer is going on right now. Tennis is consistently going on year-round. That never stops. But there's these subsidiary leagues in soccer that are, that are basically on year-round. So there's all, it's just the difference is when you get into these alternative sports, is what I call them, even though soccer is a mainstream sport, but these alternative leagues, it's hard to get a lot of value, not value, but sorry, it's hard to get a lot of money down on these games because you're limited in these corner markets. So unless you have real books, you're going to struggle with that. But primarily right now, the totals that I have running with baseball have just been a consistent grind. Like last night, for example, you know, I'm very transparent when I come on the show. Lost the first total. The second total was over eight in the Rangers game. And it looked like it was going to be a dead under. So I already, somehow I have clients that already know that they lost their money before the game is over. <laughs> like, I got a text. It's, they give you the negative units on the day. I'm surprised the game's not over. They already lost. Of course, something miraculous happens. They score three runs in the ninth to go over. But is it really miraculous if you watch 100 games? If you, it's is not. It really miraculous? No, no, but I'm just saying. I mean, yeah, right. It, 
No, it wasn't that crazy at all because they had a lot of opportunities early. The bats were 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 hot for both these teams. So, but remember, you're talking about you're talking over. about you're talking about the eighth inning when that starting pitcher is now out of the game as well. And this is what I keep going right. back to: it's a side, exactly. it's a tale exactly. of two, it's two games within one game. If you're going to talk to me about ERAs, first five innings, or I don't want to hear about it. If you're going to talk to me about having an edge and paying nobody any money, just bet every dog every day blindly and don't even blink. That's it. It's, it's never going to change. It's never going to change. All these guys talking to me about somebody messaged Alexa, ask John what the record is of the Dodgers since the All-Star break. They're trash. The Dodgers are trash. They're 64 and 32, and you're up $55 on the season with the Dodgers. While the number one team in baseball for your money is the one game over 500 Baltimore Orioles, 49 and 48, Mike, if you've risked to win $100 on every Baltimore Oriole game this season, you are up $1,813. Why? Because they've only been a favorite eight times. They are 40 and 45 as an underdog. That's the key in, guys, for you listening in baseball. Teams that can maintain an almost 50% to 40% edge as an underdog winning outright are going to be the most profitable teams. As I said yesterday, even though the Angels got a rare win yesterday, the Angels are the Devils. They are 41-56 and uh, 56 straight up. They are the worst team to bet on in baseball of all teams. And why is that? It's because they're always a favorite. They're always an overvalued favorite for whatever reason. They're very rarely a dog. So, therefore, you can't make money. It's not that they have a losing outright record. For any, anybody that's learned anything in the last 10 minutes of this show regarding baseball is that the win-loss record of the teams mean absolutely nothing to the better that's only interested in wagering on sports. If you're going to chase the Dodgers, the Mets, Milwaukee, Houston, the Yankees, and Minnesota, you just bet all those teams which are at the top of each division, you are not even up as much money as if you just bet on the worst team in the American League East, the Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> so that, that's all you need to know. I mean, think about that. Let's, let's break it down, Mike. Minnesota is in the top of the AL Central, 52-45 and 45 minus $166 for the season. The Yankees are 66 and 32. They you are plus $725 on the Yankees for the season. The Houston Astros are 64 and 34. 30 games over 500 in the AL West, plus $942 for the season. Milwaukee, who's 54 and 44, number 1 in the NL Central, minus minus $517 for the season. The team that is in the top of their division. The Mets, 60 and 37, plus 1,068 for the season. And the Dodgers, 64 and 32, plus $55 for the season. You add and subtract all those teams combined, you're not even up anywhere close to what you'd be up if you just bet on the Orioles. So as I do this every year and all the shows are archived and I repeat myself over and over again, I still get people talking to me about 
pitchers and how great teams are. And if you go back to March, the March 31st or April 1st show that I did that's archived online, I said the main team to bet against on this season is going to be on the Dodgers. And what people often overlook, it's not that they're, it's not the value. The reason why you want to bet against a team like the Dodgers is not because you're looking to make, uh, it's not that they're up $55 and you say, what's the value? It's the price that the Dodger is laying. So when you win, you win big. Two nights in a row, Mike. Washington's won three games in a row. Both nights are plus 250, plus 250. You're literally risking two units to make five games in, uh, in two nights. That's the reality. So if you bet on the Dodgers the last two nights because of the 20-cent line or 30-cent line, you laid $315 the night before to win $100. you are down $315. Then you come back yesterday and you bet $250 to win 100 So now you're 0-2, and you are now down $565. And all you were trying to do is win $200. How many games do you have to win on the, on the Dodgers now, Mike, to win that 565? It's never going to happen. The prices are never going to be small enough that you're going to be able to do it unless you start martingale betting and double downing, and you will martingale yourself to the broke house. Now, let's real quick, because we got a couple minutes left in the show, Mike. Are you excited? We are one month away from football. It's okay to be excited, but it's not okay to forget about all the other sports. We have Northwestern at Nebraska, Charlotte at Florida Atlantic, Nevada at New Mexico State, Connecticut at Utah State, North Texas at UTEP, Wyoming at Illinois, Vanderbilt at Hawaii. It is on a Saturday, Mike, so I'm going to tell you right now on the air, you will not be playing golf Saturday morning, August 27th. Sorry to tell you. No, I will not, and I'll be happily sitting in here because, you know, I'm a football freak. Um, I have a lot of stuff in August that I start doing my, my weekly education with fantasy football, which, which goes in line with actual football because the knowledge that I have of the new coaching staffs, the knowledge that I have with the players and the trades and how they play in these new systems based on the analytics – helps me when Dave comes to me with, I like this game on this line. It just gives me more confidence knowing more. And I know you're not a a guy that really watches the players or know who's being traded or the rookies coming in because I, you know, I follow college exclusively as well. Early in the season, it does help when the lines are a lot softer. And in that first month of the season, you really don't know. I mean, yeah, the top-tier teams, you kind of going into the year, you kind of know who's going to be who. But there's always those teams that are unexpected that do really well early in the season, and you can get away with soft lines. And that goes for college football as well. I mean, I see these guys coming out of high school that are just incredible athletes that I could see they could transition to the college game very quickly. Most people don't go as far as high school football to – to really do their due diligence. I mean, college football is just a bunch of random guys most of the time, except like the top well, tier players that you remember from the previous year. Well, I will tell you the two games that I'm keying into early in the season, I'm looking for a valid line movement is we have game number 214, Alabama minus 38 against Utah State, which is the second week on September 3rd. But Utah State opens up on Saturday, August 27th, 
minus 28. So think about that. Utah State is minus 28 on the first week against Connecticut. And then they already going into that game knowing the following week they're going to be playing Alabama as a 30-point, 38-point dog. So the question is, do they use that as ammunition? And they know that they're definitely going to lose that Alabama game, and they just come out and they just destroy. So I'm going to be looking to see how that Alabama, excuse me, how that Utah game, Utah State game moves because currently right now it opened up at 28. It's staying at 28. There's absolutely no movement on it, but you can be sure a lot of syndicates are going to be looking to key in on that Utah State game on that look ahead to Alabama the following week. I'm in. I'm in. I'm excited. Um, you know, baseball, it's always the summer used to be somewhat boring because in like you know five six years ago it was just so much harder unless you were in vegas to, to be able to get the type of numbers that we can get down in baseball where now it's just you pretty much build your account you build your account throughout the summer instead of starting fresh in football season which and i know a lot of clients do a lot of clients skip baseball because they're not doing it exclusively from the business angle they do it for entertainment as well but Listen, when September comes and you and you feel that, you know, that a little bit of that crisp cold air, which at this point after these couple hot weeks, um, I'm excited to feel fall golf just during the week, work the weekends exclusively. So, you know, I, I'm ready for the fall. I'm ready for the season. I know Dave, um, you know, he couldn't make it today. He's with his kids. He spends a lot of time in the summer with them and spending a lot of time with them knowing that it's going to be a eight hours a day, seven day a week operation for him come football season, which, you know, he'll be ready as well. So we, we have to recharge in this business. We'll be back with another edition next week. SportsInsiderRadio.com. Talk to you next week, Mike. johnsyndicate.com call 1-888-201-4201 that's 1-888-201-4201 direct from the vegas strip are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the vegas wise guys the same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5 10 20 dimes a game on week in and week out Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. 